Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Amen. Well, as you're giving, everybody just say sunshine. Doesn't that just feel good to say? Anybody's backyard still underwater? Anybody doing repair work to their driveway? Yeah, but uh, lots of lots of green grass and flowers growing and all of that, all of that good stuff. Hey, let me let you know exactly where we're going tonight. And by the way, um, my goodness, what a powerful, inspiring, theologically, biblically founded, correct teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit in about three minutes, Brandy. That was that was like amazing. Um, so I just, want, I just want to say, you know, if you're still new to this, if you're figuring it out, if you haven't been baptized in the Spirit and received your prayer language, look, I don't know. I, I don't have it all figured out either, but I just want to encourage you, keep being hungry. Like, keep being hungry. Anybody Daniel fasting currently? It's okay. You can, the pastor asks you to admit you're fasting so you're not forfeiting your reward in heaven. But, like, I'm just, like, I want some meat. Right now, I'm hung. I'm hungry. I could do. I could go for a taco. I could put Taco Bell out of business right now, like across that parking lot. And so I don't know how they make the tacos. I don't know if I want to know, but I don't know how they make the tacos. But I don't need to know how a taco's made to consume a taco. Amen. I just come. I just come hungry. I just come hungry. You don't need. Now, I encourage you, learn all that you can. Read Acts uh, chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 9. Read the whole book of Acts. Actually, it would be good. Um, so just, just read the book of Acts. But the, I think one of the most important things, if you want more of the Holy Spirit, is to just come hungry and ask him and know that he's a good God. And I love that. Just like you got saved. All right, so that was a free gift. You didn't earn anything, do anything to earn the free gift of salvation. So you're not doing anything to earn the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a secondary empowerment, and it'll just, it'll take you to a higher level. It really, really will. Like, um, uh, Cade came home, and he wanted, he wanted a bicycle ramp, so I built him, I built him a bicycle ramp. And by built him a bicycle ramp, I mean that I took two cinder blocks and laid them on the ground and took a sheet of plywood and put it over that. But I built something, y'all. I built something. And, and when he would go off the ramp and when Anna would go off the ramp, it took them to, they were at a higher level. Me, not so much. Finally, they talked me into it and Camden took a picture of me. And I believe my front wheel was on the ground before my back wheel was off the ground on the ramp. So uh, I got to work on just getting that courage back up to, uh, I, I did launch a little bit, a little bit, at the, very little. But I did. But I did. The point is, the Holy Spirit will take you to a higher level, so just keep being hungry. Um, at the end, at the end, kind of about halfway between, just to let you know where, where we're going, we're going to do a couple uh, more just kind of labs on this P3. If you were here two weeks ago, I taught about how Paul teaches in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and then in 2 Corinthians. So there's kind of a trifecta process, pray in the spirit, pray with, the un pray with understanding, and then pray in agreement. And so I've asked Pastor Steve and Pastor Marvel to come up, and we're just going to spend some time hearing from God. 
um, and you're going to hear words from God. Don't get, ner- don't get nervous about this. It's going to be real fun. It's going to be real natural. You say, well, well, I have to speak in front of people. No, you don't have to. We're not going to embarrass anybody. We're not going to call anybody out. It's just going to be real fun and real natural. I'm just going to show you kind of, of a, a laboratory um, how God will speak, and then we'll have a response time based on that. And then um, I do want to draw your attention. I think you got when you come in. Did you get a sheet that says vocal spiritual gifts? Cool. So vocal spiritual gifts and corporate worship at CFA. And again, this is just a, uh, I would say this is a working document. And what I mean by that is what I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Paul is real clear. He says, don't, don't despise prophecy. He says, don't forbid speaking in tongues, but then he says, do everything decently and in order. Well, that's kind of the tricky part. Exactly what does decently and in order mean for CFA Church in 2018? Some of those principles are biblical, but then some of those are open to what I taught as their interpretation of the rules of the house. So it's how God is leading us, obviously, according to the primacy of Scripture. And so we're just putting together uh, this kind of this document that hopefully will be a good teaching tool for you, showing what our philosophy of this is showing what the Bible, most importantly, what the Bible says, and then and then just saying that in our weekend corporate worship services that we believe God, God still speaks. And that's not weird, right? How many of you believe the Bible was inspired by God, right? Every word is true, amen? And one of the bi- things that the Bible says, so God spoke to those people, so he can speak to us. It's not on the same level as the scripture, but he can still speak to us. And the Bible says that God is still speaking. So we want to create room in our services for vocal spiritual gifts. So at the end, it says how we do those that is going to reach unbelievers, not be weird, and be very biblical, okay? So like one of the ways um, we're going to do this, Pastor Steve or Pastor John will be at the front of service. If you feel like God's given you kind of a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, um, we encourage you to write that down and submit that to them before service. And then, listen, just trust. Here's the thing that we need to say out loud, okay? Most of you know this. But when you say it out loud, it will break the voice of the enemy in your head before the enemy even has a chance to get there, okay? Um, So we're going to say, you just submit the word, and if it never gets used publicly, who cares, okay? This is, not a, this is not a contest. It's not, well, how come they got, their thing got used on a Sunday morning. My only got used on a Wednesday night. Well, you don't, you don't know, right? Maybe that was just confirmation for Pastor Doug for something that week that, that I'm never going to, you'll never know, okay? And we just got to be okay with that. Um, so all, all of that is on there. Again, if you want more teaching on that, let us know. We'll get you the teaching that I did in Deeper two weeks ago. It'll, it really walks through 1 Corinthians 14 and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What I want to do for 15 minutes is give you a quick teaching out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, a lot of S's in there, chapter 5 on 13 ways to quench the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. Say amen to that. Okay, well, not quenching, but on the other side of that. Um, so you hear, you hear this phrase sometimes if you've grown up in churches that are kind of allow for gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you'll hear, well, well, pastor, you stopped that. Did you quench the Spirit? How can I say this? 
Let me just say it very plain. I think probably that I've heard 90% of the time the word, that phrase, quench the spirit, is used. It's used completely out of biblical context. Okay, so I'm just going to go verse by verse and teach you in context what quenching the spirit looks like. Quenching the spirit not all the time means that the Holy Spirit wanted to say something and we sang a song too fast before the Holy Spirit had a chance to say something. All right, I'm going to go verse by verse because when con context is important, right? Context is important. Have you ever seen uh, a picture of something that was so such a close-up of that picture that you had no idea what it was? You know, you're like, uh, it's a baseball, it's a strawberry sundae, it's a, you know, and you zoom out and see the context, and you're like, oh, no, it's a front porch. It's a swing on a front porch. That was nothing. You were just so close. Well, what happens if you zero in so close on one verse of Scripture don't quench the spirit, don't quench the spirit, but you don't zoom out and see the rest of the verses around that scripture. You can actually take something what, what we call out of context. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's read the whole, let's read the whole passage here. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone, see to it that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. And then it says, do not stifle, or, or a lot of translations say quench. That word, the picture there, is a picture of putting out a fire. Um, so that's kind of the literal meaning of that. And oftentimes in Scripture, the Holy Spirit, the metaphor that the Lord uses for the Holy Spirit is fire. And so it's don't put out the fire. There's a fire stirring. There's a move of the Spirit stirring. Don't put out that fire. Don't scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of e evil. So 13 ways to quench the Holy Spirit. Uh, just go ahead and take your toes, tuck them under your chair, because I'm going to step on everybody's, including mine. Number one, here's how you quench the spirit. When we don't honor or respect spiritual authority. When we don't honor or respect spiritual authority. We live in Western culture where we like what we want, when we want it. Don't tell me I have to watch that television program at 8 o'clock at night. I'm going to watch it when I want to watch it. Because I'm going to DVR it. And if I don't watch the commercials, I can skip the commercials. And I'm not mad at DVRs. I'm just saying we live in a culture where everything's customized. Don't make me buy. Do you remember? How many of you remember when if you liked one song on the album, you had to buy the whole, the, the $13.99. You had to buy the whole CD if it didn't come out on the single of the tape. 
that there was a B-side to the tape. But now it's customized playlist, right? You just download and everything's customizable. And so, again, I'm not, nothing wrong with any of that. I'm just saying if we're not careful, we live in a culture where I don't want to listen to any kind of authority, especially a spiritual authority. But spiritual authority is placed in our life. It's like an umbrella. And yesterday afternoon, about 1 o'clock, you wanted an umbrella. You wanted to be under authority. Because when, when there are things being poured out, how many of you know there is safety under an umbrella? There is protection under an umbrella. That's a picture of when you walk under spiritual authority. So when you walk under the spiritual authority of how God has structured that in the home, in the church, with pastors and district leadership, we just hosted our annual conference. And Pastor Rick now is our, I can't get away from him being my boss. He's still my boss. He's my spiritual, my direct spiritual authority as the state overseer and, and an awfully good one at that. But as we stay under, as I stay under his spiritual authority, guess what? CFA's blessed. And, and my family's blessed. So God, authority in your life is not God's way of making you miserable. You need me to come to your home and preach this to your kids? I'll do that for the right, for the right kingdom builders offering. I'll be happy to preach that in your living room. But spiritual authority is not God's way of making us miserable. It's his way of blessing us and protecting us. We quench the spirit when we hold grudges and don't forgive. That's a real quick way in, in your life. The Bible says live peacefully with each other. One of the quickest ways I know is just hold a grudge and watch that flame of the Holy Spirit just get real dim in your heart really quickly. Number three, when we permit laziness. This is like, this is what the Bible says, okay? I'm just, re I'm just reading this. It says, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Sometimes it needs to start right here, right? Like, I'm going to warm myself, get up out of the bed, turn off the television. But we need, to, we need an atmosphere of heart. Here's, here's the thing. Guess what? A powerful move of sovereign, like revival move of the Holy Spirit and really hard work are not opposites. Do you see that? Do you see that in the scripture? It said, warn those who are lazy. So the spirit, as the spirit empowers us, it is not an excuse for us to just say, ah, oh, God's, God's going to do whatever he wants. I don't need to work. No, we need to work too. Number four, we quench the spirit when we don't encourage people and ignore the weak. The Bible says, take tender care of those who are weak. So as we, our eyes are looking out for people um, who aren't as strong as we are, maybe Maybe physically, maybe emotionally, maybe spiritually. You want to you wanna experience the power of the Holy Spirit? I, I just dare you to get involved in something like specialized ministries. Or I dare you to get involved in urban youth enrichment. I dare you to spend a day a week down at CDC. And watch if you don't walk out of there saying, oh my goodness, I just, the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is around people that are weak, who, who may be uh, uh, under-resourced in our communities. And, and that is a powerful way to engage the Holy Spirit. We quench the Holy Spirit when we get revenge. See to it in verse 15 that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people, even the person that was 
honking at me this morning as I was taking my kids to school. And I was just letting, I let two people out at Food Line in front of me. And they didn't appreciate that. And I was supposed to be nice to them. But instead, I tapped my brakes twice. So we're going to have a moment of, uh, for, of repentance before we go into the altar call. Number seven, we quench the Holy Spirit when we're grumpy. Verse 16 says, always be joyful. A, gr a grumpy, complaining, negative spirit will, can quench the Holy Spirit. Now, I get it. We all have bad days. We all go through seasons where there's loss and mourning. I'm not telling you there's a difference. There's a difference here. Be careful because don't let uh, the enemy twist the, twist the scripture in your life. Mourning and sadness are not being grumpy. There is a season for godly mourning. There is a, there, the Bible says that. There's a, there's a time to weep. There's a time to go through sadness. There's a time to hurt with those who hurt. But when you're just grumpy because something didn't go your way, you know, hello, there's a difference, you know, you know, you know. There's a difference between mourning and there's a difference between, they didn't sing the song that I liked and it's whatever. You fill in the blank and being grumpy, that'll, quen that'll actually quen that'll quench the spirit. Getting quiet, Steve. I'll get, off, I'll get off worship here. We'll keep going. Number eight, we quench the spirit when we don't pray very much. Verse 17, it says, never stop praying. I still... I still don't know how to do that, but like, um, so let's just say this. I have no clue to tell you how to never stop praying, but here's what I would say. Let's just take, let's take another step, okay? So like, if you're here, go here. If you're spending five minutes in a day with the Lord, spend 10. If you're spending an hour, spend an hour and a half. If you're coming uh, for pre-service prayer, then uh, come five minutes. So, like wherever you're at in your prayer, prayer life, I don't know how to get to never stop praying, but let's just all say, let's keep praying more, and then at least we're on the right trajectory. Does that sound good? Number nine, here's a, way to, here's a good way to quench the spirit. Only be thankful when things are going your way. Verse 18, be thankful in how, ma how many of those circumstances? Be thankful... Be thankful when, you're, when your baseball team loses. That's a tough one because mine's losing right now. Be thankful. Be thankful when you don't get the grade that you thought you should have. Be thankful when the professor treats you unfairly. Be thankful when you don't get the raise. Be thankful. I'm not saying thank. The Bible doesn't say thank God for everything. It just says be thankful in those circumstances. Because here's what happens when you're thankful in those circumstances. You don't say, uh, God, thank you that my basement's flooded. God didn't, like, you're not thankful for your basement being flooded. You're thankful that the second floor isn't flooded. And when you get your eyes off of your basement 
and get your eyes onto the couch in your living room that isn't waterlogged and that your house wasn't demolished. Those of you that just got back from Puerto Rico, hello? When your house wasn't demolished and it's been six months and you still don't have electricity and you don't know how your kids are being fed that night, you're when you're thankful in circumstances, it gets your eyes off of yourself. This woe is me. Everything is about me. And it puts them onto what God has already given us. And it's amazing how your attitude changes. And then it's amazing. Oh, my goodness. I feel the Holy Spirit again. We're, we're, we quench the spirit number 10 when we become cynical and roll our eyes at the prophetic. Verse 20, do not scoff at prophecies. So uh, an attitude that says, I've seen some weird stuff before, and I think that's fake, and so I'm just going to get rid of everything. Ties in with number 11 and 12, um, because this is a tough one too, so let me speak to this side. The Bible says that we quench the spirit when we're like, man, that... That whole spiritual gift stuff, that's a bunch of junk, and they're making that up, and that's a bunch of emotionalism, and I don't, that'll actually got to be careful with there. On the other side, you got to be real careful with this. We actually quench the spirit. Some, some of us, this is the first time we've heard this teaching. We actually quench the spirit when we accept everything and don't test anything. And when we're just, when we let things get flighty and weird and out of bounds and they don't point to Jesus and they don't lead to reaching the lost and when we just accept everything, you can quench the spirit just as much by doing that as if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Hello? Do you see both of this? And then, and then uh, the, the 12th thing there, we quench the spirit when we throw out the baby with the bathwater. It says, don't scoff at prophecies but test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. In other words, guess what? If a message in tongues and interpretation is given, if a word of knowledge is given, if a word of wisdom is given, if a prophetic word is given, and I'm not saying this, this is the Bible saying this, right? It says don't scoff, but test everything, and it says hold on to what is good. What's implied there? There may be something in that word that wasn't good. The Bible is saying, apparently, that a word of knowledge could be 75% on and 25% off. Because guess what? You say, man, that's a spiritual gift. That's from God. How can God can be off? No, no, no. I didn't say God was off. I said, I'm off. Because I miss it sometimes. It's divinity flowing through dirt. It's perfect flowing through imperfect. It's supernatural flowing through natural. And I know that anytime God tries to do something through me, it's not pure God. You're going to get some dug thrown in. And sometimes that might be all right. And other times it might not be as good. So it is possible. Hold on to everything that is good. That's why you just have to be loving and discerning. And say, God, I received that. That's for me. Ah, that's probably off. But you don't get mad and bitter and cynical and say, this is ridiculous. No, you hold on to that which is good. I wonder how many times we may have missed out on something that was actually really good that God had for us in our life because we just threw it all out because part of it was off. 
We didn't like the style. We didn't like the, the whatever. We didn't like the delivery. We didn't like the, so you test everything. And then, and then finally, we quench the spirit when we get as close as we can to sin and compromise. The Bible says, stay away from every kind of evil. And so the closer, the more gray areas we play with, the more compromise, the more, the more uh, God has called us to be Daniel, but we look a lot like Babylon, um, that leads us into an area where we can quench the spirit. We don't want to do that. Amen. We want all that God has for us. I know that you want everything that God has for you in your life. You want the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the beauty, the love of the Holy Spirit. Um, so there's power and love, Acts 2.2 or Acts 1.8, that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But that needs to be held in context with Romans 5.5. 5. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for power in Acts 1.8. It's also in Romans 5.5. 5. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the baptism of love. Baptism of power, baptism of love, baptism of power, baptism of love. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're, gonna, we're going to practice again. And so again, this would not be something in this, in this format that I would do on a Sunday morning. I'm doing this with the deeper crowd. So it's a little more discipleship. We're doing a little bit more behind the scenes. And so we're going to walk through a time of praying in the Spirit praying with understanding, um, and then Pastor Steve and Pastor Marvel are going to put those together. We're going to read, and you're going to see how this is kind of cool. We're not just teaching, teaching about this stuff, but we're going to practice this stuff. And then God does this, and he opens up. Uh, how many of you are here when we did this two weeks ago? It was pretty, pretty cool, right? And like lot people coming up afterwards and taking pictures and all kinds of things. We've been doing this as a staff. Uh, we did this as a, uh, I did this with the prayer team last Wednesday. Uh, they don't know this yet, but I, the Lord spoke to me a picture through that word that was given that I think is going to end up the Mother's Day sermon. So it's what the Lord wants to speak on Mother's Day. Uh, we did it in our board meeting uh, on Monday night before we started our board meeting. We, we said, look, this isn't... Um, uh, one of the things that uh, I like this phrase tied to this P3, this isn't on the agenda, it sets the agenda. Let's ask God what, let's ask God what he wants. And so we, we started to set our agenda just by praying in the spirit, praying with understanding, and then praying in agreement. So Pastor Marvel or Pastor Steve is going to be first. He's going to walk us through a P3. We're going to write these things down. I'll hop up at the end and lead us in a time of response. It'll be fun. All right, so... In this uh, P3, we start off with praying in the Spirit. And, uh, you know, I was thinking uh, a couple weeks ago, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't weird or no one thought it was weird at all whenever we said, hey, ask God to give you a word for 2018, right? So if you believe God can give you a word for a whole year, why not believe he can give you a word for this moment? Right? So, so in this next few moments, what we're going to do is we're going to pray in the Spirit. And what we mean by that is, is if uh, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have uh, a prayer language, we're going to ask you just to pray in that prayer language. The Scripture tells us pray in the Spirit and with understanding. So that means when you're praying in the Spirit, it means you're praying in a form that you're not understanding because that's the difference between the two things there. So what we're going to ask you to do is just to pray, just not praying real loud, not praying real soft, but just praying just in a natural voice. And what this does is when we pray in the Spirit is the Bible tells us that we begin to have the mind of Christ, that we begin to pray um, in the will of God. 
So as you pray uh, in the Spirit, you're actually, in that moment, the Holy Spirit's going to begin to speak to you and is going to begin to maybe give you a word, maybe give you a picture. And, uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to do this. And uh, um, for the direction, so we're going to pray with a specific direction of, of what um, God is wanting to, to speak to us. What I've, I felt um, uh, tonight specifically to pray for is, is praying towards the area of healing. And um, uh, of someone maybe in the room tonight or maybe some families or people in the room tonight that, that need healing. And God wants to speak to us in the area of healing. So as we pray, that's what we're going to pray is God speak to us about healing. Maybe there's a miracle in the house tonight that God is wanting to do. And God's going to begin by speaking a word. And then we're going to pray in agreement with his word and believe God to perform it. Amen. Amen. So let's pray right now and just, just begin to pray right there where you are. We're going to do that for about a minute. Uh, and, uh, and then after that, we're going to begin to pray uh, with understanding. Lord, we love you. Now, I just want you to begin to pray, and you're going to pray in, with understanding, which means pray in your native tongue. Maybe your native tongue isn't English. Maybe you speak another language as your native tongue. Just begin to, to pray and just add God, ask God to speak to you. And as you speak, you're going to have an impression. God's going to speak to you. Maybe it'll be an image or in a word. And... Um, for me, usually something just comes to the forefront, and, and, and um, so just begin to pray with understanding, asking God to speak to us about healing tonight in this room. Now, here's the thing. So just because something doesn't flash in your head doesn't mean anything, okay? But, um, and I don't want you just to, to think, feel like you have to make something up. That's, we do not want that at all, Okay. But I believe that as some of us were praying that there was just something that just, it was like a neon sign just flashing right there. Um, and, and, and you just felt like that, that's your word or a picture image. And um, if you feel like you have something that was really strong popping out as you were praying, just raise your hand and then we're going to take a few of those. Okay? Yes. A brain. Uh-huh. Mind. A brain. And then the, the word mind. Okay? Okay. Generational curses, all right? Okay, nothing too hard for God. All right, all right let's do two more. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. A rose and a thorn, okay? All right, one more. Someone that, oh, sorry, yes. A shoulder, okay? All right. You, you feel like you had something real strong, right? Did you? A tree? Okay, all right. Okay, a living tree, all right. All right. So this is where it's awkward, all right? Okay, because I'm going to take this together, and I'm going to basically um, praying and, and believe God's going to speak through these images. Think about it like this. So this is what I love about this exercise is this, is that um, the Bible tells us that the body of Christ, that some are the hands, some are the nose, some are the feet, some are the... And, and so this is a beautiful picture because God gives different people, different parts of the same puzzle that comes together. And it's a connectivity. There's, a, there's, there's God doing some functioning as a body here. And, and, and so it's not just one person getting one thing and everyone listening, but, it, but it's God speaking to all of us together. So it's a really cool exercise. I'm going to go ahead and give this to Marvel right here. So you want me to sing? <laughs> so this is, this is what I feel like God's speaking to someone tonight that's... Um, uh, about healing um, in their life. So I feel like the Lord wants you to know that, that the curse, the thorn that you feel 
has been passed along to you and your family tree is actually going to be miraculously transformed at the very thing that you thought was a curse, God is going to turn to a, a rose, the rose, and it's going to be a display of his miraculous power to do the impossible, and your family tree will be changed forever. So, so um, now what we want to do is we're going to pray. We're going to pray this right now. We're going to pray this later. Yeah. All right. Good. All right, so I'm going to just tag along with Pastor uh, Steve, and we're going to pray in the Spirit. If you have your prayer language, you pray in the Spirit for about a minute. If you don't, you just pray and, and intercede to hear what God has. So let's begin to pray together in the Spirit. Okay, so now we're going to just pray and pray for understanding, see what God has for us. If he gives you a word, a picture, something that you see. God giving anybody a picture, a word? Kathy, remove the blinders, remove fear, believe, peace be still, Sheila, a father comforting a child in his arms, take one more, heart, confirmation, okay? Let me get my words. Glad I had somebody write that down for me. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do for time, Pastor Marvel. If you will put that puzzle piece together, I'm going to ask the band to come up, and let's go ahead and pray for the response of this first one now, okay? So let me again just read the, read the first word. Um, and this is cool because we didn't know these people would be here tonight, but God did. So let me read this again, and this is, this is again, so like, Steve, this happened to me too. You put, like, I put it together for the board, and then I got, and then I got home that night, and I was rewriting it, and God gave me some additional things. So like, Steve, Steve had just texted this to me, but then he's like, needs to be cleaned up. So uh, there's some things in here that the Lord will give me some additional insight um, into as we go. But let me just read it. So. I'm going to read it like God is speaking to you in first person here, okay? So I want you to know that the curse, that thorn that you feel that has been passed along to you, and I would say uh, this is something two generations back. So your dad dealt with it and his, and his dad dealt with it. You're two generations back, okay? You, is going to be miraculously transformed and that the very thing that you thought was a curse God is going to turn into a rose and a display of his miraculous power and your family tree will be changed. So God's saying like that stops now. It will not be passed to your son. It just won't. It's not going to be passed on to your daughter. Your family tree will be changed and a forever testimony of God's ability to do the impossible. So uh, why don't we do this just with heads bowed, eyes closed. How many of you would say that, that just, that's me. I got something in my family, a generational thing in my family. Yeah. So let's do this. Um, prayer team, um, would you slip off to the, to the sides on the side? So uh, prayer team off to the left and off to the right. And let's just have a, a time of ministry for those um, to, kind of to the front, to the side here, to the front side. Quickly, prayer team, I need you to come quickly, please.
So a lot, a lot of hands that went up. I'm just going to have us be seated. But that's cool. Like God spoke that to you tonight, and he didn't speak it just to get your hopes up. He spoke to you because he wants to do something about it. So um, I'm going to begin to pray for some of these other things. But if you raised your hand right now, why don't you just kind of slip to the side? Go ahead, just slip to the side, and God's going to... Um, just begin to break some curses. So as you slip to the side, let me continue to pray for some of these other pictures in here. Um, the Bible, one of the words was, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And then I think real close after that was like a brain and a mind. So with heads bowed, let's just, uh, if you're in the audience, heads, heads bowed, eyes closed. We're just kind of receiving from the Lord. If you need generational curses, you're slipping to the side and having the prayer team minister to you. But man, I feel like so so you you have or you know somebody with a tumor or a an aneurysm or there was something going on in a brain or a mind that's pretty sharp and pretty severe and the Lord would just say there's nothing too hard. Is there anybody here that has a situation they're dealing with like that? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just um couple right here. Can we just minister to each other? Would you mind? Um, you can stay seated, but just raise your hand real quick. Would a couple around them, these two right here, just gather just gather around and lay hands on those. Can we just concentrate our prayers for that as a body right now? In Jesus' name, that a brain tumor would dissolve right now. sharpness of pain in the head, maybe even maybe even some migraines in the house tonight. If you got a migraine, would you just just receive that from the Lord this morning just to, or this evening just a healing from that migraine? God, you plead the blood in the name of Jesus. You plead the blood. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And as we just continue to intercede and pray, there was also a word about a shoulder. Anybody with a shoulder injury? Shoulder rage and movement. We've got one right here. Anybody else? I got there in the back, and I got a right here in the middle, and I got a shoulder thing. I'm going to blame it, blame it on the Spartan, too. So that hand, whichever side that shoulder is, uh, is injured on, those of you that have that shoulder, would you just lift that up to the, kind of lift that hand. Lord, we just ask for a healing would flow through the muscle and through the bone and give us just the faith to receive and, and believe that in Jesus' name. And just kind of just kind of test that out. Just kind of test that out. Some of you may feel something. Some of you may not. It may be a gradual thing, but it may be an instantaneous thing. So we just continue to pray for those and now I'm going to ask Pastor Marvel if she'll read the word and put these pictures together here. God the Father that brings comfort and peace will bring comfort to you because of the condition of your heart that has brought you much pain. The blinders of your past will be removed in the Father's arms who holds you tenderly. He will take away the pain 
and bring all peace and comfort to you. All fear will disappear. All strongholds from the past will be wiped away in his arms. So that's so cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have uh, Pastor Marvel read that again in just a moment. But I want you to watch um, what, what God did there. Did you see those words came really quickly and they were so, did you notice how tied in they were to each other? So I'm just going to read without the puzzle pieces being put together. I'm just going to read how they were tied in together. There was heart. There was remove the blinders, remove fear, believe, peace be still. Father's comforting, a father comforting a child in his arms. You just see how the, sometimes the connection won't be as obvious. But in this one, it was just like, wow, that just such a, such a connection there. So... <laughs> That's, that's what I told Marvel. I said, I need, I need the gift of interpretation twice. One, to put the puzzle pieces together, and then the second, just to read my own handwriting. Right? So I'm going to put her on the spot and, and read this one more time. Okay, go Holy Spirit. <laughs> God the Father brings comfort and peace to the condition of your heart that has been filled with pain. The blinders of your past will be removed by the Father who holds you in his arms, taking away all the pain and fear, fear that you have felt. He will bring peace and all the strongholds from your past will fall away as he holds you in his arms. Amen. Amen. So just again with heads bowed, eyes closed, if that's you here tonight, I've got pain from my past. I got pain from my past. Would you just slip up your hand? Say, Pastor, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like God said that someone has, or, or maybe several of you have a picture in your mind that's in your vision that won't leave of your past where you were wounded or hurt. And God wants to replace that picture with a picture of him pulling you up and holding you in his arms on his lap that's the new picture you're to see because he takes the fear away and he brings peace and healing tonight all you have to do is receive it receive that let that be downloaded in that's so cool so um the Lord gave me a picture. I got one minute to share it just as you were sharing that. I'm going to do two things at the same time here. Uh, Eric, if you'll slip off to the side there. Eric got the thing about the shoulder. If For those of you that have shoulder pain um, and want Eric to pray for you, I just feel, felt like there was a connection there. So as I'm just doing this final thing here, if you want to be prayed for for the shoulder, if you'll slip off to the side here. But Marvel, that replaced the pictures. Remember the old view, the old viewfinders, where like you saw a picture, you clicked down, and then you opened your eyes again, and it was a different picture. Remember that? Like what I what I want to just do as a representation here tonight is. So if that's for you, just look just look forward, and um, you might see you might see that person that hurts you. You might see that situation that caused you pain. You might see your failure. You might see your addiction. You might see your abuse. You might see. But what I want you to do now is just close your eyes. Just close them. 
And now I want you to just open them again and look up. And I, I want you to just see the picture of God's arms wrapping his arms of love around you and peace and protection. And, and he gives back to the generational thing. A rose is given to somebody. It's a symbol of the blood of Jesus, a picture of the blood of Jesus just covering. And so let's all just stand together and close in prayer. Father, tonight we just receive we receive from heaven. God, you're so good. Thank you for speaking. Thank you. I, and just, and just, I feel like you're real pleased with your kiddos for listening. And same like when a when a parent, we're just, hey, wow, my my eight year old listened to me. That feels good. And and I just feel like a picture of our heavenly Father tonight, who is very pleased that his children asked what you want and are listening. And so, Lord, we seal all of these things in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus, in order to reach lost people, because that's what is all about. New pictures, new pictures in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Isn't God good just to continually speak and minister and move? Have a great uh, evening. Enjoy that sunshine dry up out there. And so much look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.